you are about to enter Chuck versus the podcast, the place for people who love Chuck and the people who work on Chuck. The only show that takes you behind the scenes with the stars. Yvonne Strahovski. Zachary Levi. Joshua Gomez. Ryan McFarland. Adam Baldwin. Sarah Lancaster. Interactive interviews. Julia Lane. Phil Clemmer. All the cast. Dixon High. Tony Hale. Scott Krinsky. Mark Christopher Lawrence. Anita Figueresi. Fun hosts. This is Mel. This is Liz. Now you can see how wacko we are. The writers. Allie Adler. Scott Rosenbaum. Zev Farrow. The editors. Matt Barber. Jeff Granville. Kevin Mock. Contests. We are giving away a Chuck press kit. The directors. Jason Norman Buckley. The guest stars. Steve Austin. Kristen Griff. The music. This is Tim Jones. Guest hosts. I'm Kaylee from Toronto. Conventions. Lights come up and here comes Jeffster out on stage. Set visits. This is the guy right here. And much more. Are you ready? This is Gray. This is Mel. This is Liz. And we want to welcome you to Chuck versus the Podcast, episode 68, for Friday, September 24th, 2010. In this episode, we have a report from the set of Chuck and our thoughts on the season premiere, but first, the news. We want to congratulate our Promote Chuck Win Swag giveaway winners. We had 575 entries. That means 575 separate promotions for Chuck. Um, and you guys did. We had 10 different ways you could enter and at least... 10 entries for each of those 10 different ways. Um, so way to go. Um, so we want to congratulate, congratulate Mel B who won the Converse Chucks. We want to congratulate Michelle J who won a copy of Chuck season three on DVD. Thomas R who won the Chuck action figure t-shirt. Sean G AKA TARDIS pilot who won the Chuck season three comic-con poster. The, mm. the big one that's not for sale anywhere. So that's a really cool one. Nice. Um, Elaine N. won the Buy More Mug, the Jester Magnet, and the Buy More Magnet. Wow. Nicola Burke from Ireland won the Comic-Con 2010 exclusive giant Chuck Bag, courtesy of Warner Brothers. Dagmar G. won the Chuck Comic Book. Oris B., I, I hope I pronounced that correctly, won the Fedora modeled after the one that Matt Bomer wears on white collar. Amy B. won the Covered Affairs t-shirt and baseball hat. And Megan B. won the Undercovers Travel Kit. So congratulations to all 10 of you, and thank everybody for participating. I think this was a very successful endeavor. Mm -hmm. So good job, Chucksters. Yep, awesome. great job. And I, I love thinking about all that promotion happening. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the thing that I, I loved especially about this was, I don't know if you guys felt the same, but it seemed like people from all over the world were, were participating. They were. Hey, at least on Twitter, people were chiming in from from Brazil and from um, from Argentina, Ireland, England, and China. Like, China, we have, yeah. We've got a student in China who um, won Dagmar is in yeah. China right now. Yeah, the Philippines. I mean, tons and tons of places. So, so great, uh, great job, everybody. Yeah. Chuck around the world. Yeah. Okay. Well, Zachary Levi is participating in Twit Change. By, um, it's a fundraiser effort for the, for Haiti organized by Desperate Housewives star Ava Longoria Parker. And the lucky winner of the Zachary Levi auction gets to have him follow them on Twitter for a minimum of 90 days, retweet at least one of their tweets and send out a tweet with their Twitter handle. Oh my gosh. Say that 10 times fast. Wow. <laughs> uh, with their Twitter handle at least once. Bidding ends on September 25th, and 100% of the proceeds will go to a ahomeinhaiti.org. Um, Zach noted on Twitter, he says the uh, twitchange.com auction has officially begun. Whoever bids the most from me will get a special added prize, and the higher the winning bid, the better the prize. See, this is how celebrities get you to spend your money. Kind of fun, right? And it's a lot of fun to watch. The whole thing going on. Very, very cool. Yeah, and Zach just has this power over people. Yes. <laughs> anyway, speaking about power over people, uh, that's a loose segue. Um, the ratings are in for the season premiere of season four of Chuck, and Chuck was up a few points over the end of season three. Uh, against record-breaking viewership for Dancing with the Stars, up 22% over last season's premiere, Chuck averaged 6.06 .06 million viewers, and uh, 2.1 initially in, in the finals were 2.0 in that all-important 
18 to 49 demographic. By comparison, the house season premiere dropped significantly over last season. While it's nice to see an increase over Season 3's low ending numbers, we hope to see these premiere numbers trending up in the coming weeks. And I, I should mention that this is all with almost no promotion on uh, NBC's part. And even people inside have said they totally understand that happens. They had to put a lot of their advertising dollars into new shows. And I'd bet that they're just tickled to see that, that Chuck performed even better than the finale with almost no promotion. That's a pretty good return on investment there. Yeah. It sure is. <laughs> yeah. In similar news, The Hollywood Reporter reports that when NBC Universal head honcho's Jeff Zucker kicked off his presentation at Goldman Sachs, what they're calling the Communicopia event for media investors, he presented a video including key brands in the NBC Universal lineup, which will be integrated into the com into Comcast once that merger is complete. And this is an event where they are presenting their their company basically, and it's going to be a new company to investors, to you know, kind of entice them to invest in the new NBC Universal Comcast, whatever that's going to be called. Um, and the Hollywood Reporter uh, noted that Chuck was featured in this highlight reel alongside 30 Rock, Sci-Fi, USA Network, and some of their other brands. So that's a really cool vote of confidence. Mm -hmm. And there's several people have said, well, this must mean that um, NBC is trying to buy Chuck. You know, there's kind of been a rumor that's out there that they're trying to buy Chuck from Warner Brothers. That could be. I haven't heard anything on that. But technically, NBC owns the broadcast rights to Chuck, so it is an asset. Mm -hmm. Whether they produce it or not, it is an asset, and they're they're featuring it as such. And I think I think it would be safe to say that they are at least considering the Chuck fan base something of an asset as well. Wouldn't you guys think so? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and we got into a little bit of a Twitter debate on this today. And uh, boy, I mean this this is a lot even more significant than it looks on paper. I, I mean, investors. These are people who care about what? Dollars and cents. And mm -hmm. if NBC is confident enough in Chuck to, to present, to single out Chuck, I mean, really, there, there were, as, as far as I understand, there were very few shows that were singled out. And right. they, they singled out Chuck as something that was worth money to investors. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a situation where they'd want to put their best foot forward. And that was their best foot. Yeah. Which, yeah, I see that as a very strong positive. Mm -hmm. And it's the third vote of confidence for Chuck that I've seen or heard so far this week. When I was on set earlier this week, um, it was, it was a Tuesday. So it was right. You know, the, the ratings for the premiere had come out. And of course they weren't really high, but given, as we said, uh, Gray noted before that there was barely any money spent on advertising for the premiere. Um, cause it all went to the new shows and they were, everybody on set was, pretty positive about the numbers you know everybody that i talked to and that was you know kind of all the all the way down from top to bottom because i'm that kind of person who doesn't know who anybody is so i just start talking to them and <laughs> they, <laughs> but everybody was feeling really positive about about the numbers i mean yeah they would have liked to have seen them be higher but given what was invested they were feeling pretty pretty good about it and on top of that warner brothers has now placed a check billboard on the side of the studio in burbank and it's my understanding that this is a privilege reserved for the successful long-running shows and usually doesn't happen until a show's fifth season. So I'm, I'm not really sure what to take away from that because obviously this is season four, but it looks to me like a vote of confidence. Um, mm -hmm. I tried to take sure as we were driving by and it didn't work very well. So um, Tales of TV Addict on Twitter, was, a.k.a. Nick, he snapped a photo and we posted that um, on checktv.net if you want to just go take a little sneak peek there. Mm -hmm. So good signs, all good signs. Yeah, and from all sources, inside, outside, investors, um, Warner Brothers, NBC. Boy, everybody loves Chuck. No surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking about everybody loving Chuck, and not, that's a better segue. Um, we're going to go into our episode discussion of episode one of season four. And Chuck versus the anniversary, I got to say, it seems like everybody loved it. Yeah, it's yeah, been an overwhelmingly positive response. Yeah. yeah, and and very well deserved. I mean, from the opening to to have that that shot of in the bedroom at where bang, starting with Mama B. Mm -hmm. 
And we uh, get her code name right away. That's been a source of a lot of speculation all summer. Yeah. Is those code names is she? And now we know she's Frost. Yeah. It was just a delightful episode from start to finish. Um, some and and it was really. I mean, there was great action. I I loved them globe trotting around the world. Um, and you got to see a, a lot of Mama B right away, and uh, great banter between um, Chuck and and Morgan. Love the repo guy. <laughs> you know, I just started watching Big Love in the last like couple of months. Uh huh. So I I actually knew who Harry Dean Stanton was, and when he showed up in that role, I just I laughed. Out yeah. Loud. That was a genius, another genius casting move. Yeah. Like yeah. And I love those little subtle ones. Like he could have he he didn't really have a lot of a lot to play, but he just filled the role so well. Yeah, you yeah. know, they said that they like to cast people that it's kind of when they're doing this one-off appearance that it's somebody that brings enough with them that they fill in this role and they don't have to give them a lot of backstory. Mm-hmm. Just look at them and know. Yeah. And, you know, he was another one who does that. Yeah. So. And some good baddies. Hmm, some good baddies, huh? It's an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that I, I don't disagree. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Um, and you know, I got to give a shout out to Tim Jones here. Mm-hmm. He loved his, you know, his his little remake of the uh, Drago Rocky Four music. Yeah, that he used in that one scene again just made me laugh. Yeah, Dolph is uh, probably one of the better, one of the best bad guys out there. Uh, he does he does it so well. He has that that stone face. You mm-hmm. know, I I really love it. I thought he was great. Yeah, and and just some some cool neat eye candy too. I mean, between um, the them parachuting down off of the building in Hong Kong um, to the new Buy More <laughs> was yeah. hilarious. Um, I did. I, I I mean, out of anything, if I were to pick apart anything, I thought uh, the Greta I think was built up to be more than it was. Like maybe we'll see more of Greta in the next couple episodes, but I think the Olivia Munn part was um a little less than i expected uh it was cut for time yeah it was i i, I heard that from the set so mm-hmm. it had a lot of people confused um as to what the what her purpose was on the show and how mm-hmm. some people felt like she was cheated mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so beautiful oh. gal beautiful gal i would mm-hmm. you know would have been fun yeah, i guess dvd extras maybe yeah maybe yeah. Yeah. But and, oh, but uh, General Beckman in the Buy More. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that is a, such an opportunity for laughs. <laughs> it sure was. She was just sort of, I, and I didn't know what to expect. I I really I really thought that it would be Big Mike. But yeah. You no. Know, I mean, that would have been, you know, I don't know, obvious, I guess, but uh-huh. it's a cool reveal, wasn't it? Yeah. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> and then I love the sequence of the interviews. When oh Kirk yeah, this yeah. guy, you know, it's been a weird interview day, and he goes through down the list, and then there's the phone call, and yeah, and then when the realization dawns when he's talking with Beckman, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. public transit. Yes. Public transit. <laughs> and that's how he and Morgan alluded. Yeah. Capture so many times. It's what just, what, it's what just, did he, what did he call them? Master spies. <laughs> because they're using mass transit. Yeah. And then that final shot as the after they've escaped from Volkov Industries. Yeah. And they're all huddled on the bus. (laughs) 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 Happy anniversary. Yeah. Now that's something that has caused a lot of confusion. It's because Chuck says to Sarah, it's our six slash nine month anniversary. Mm -hmm. And we don't get really a definitive answer on what that means. Yeah. My take was that they missed their six month anniversary because she and Casey were off on their mission and um, Chuck and Morgan were off on their mission, mm. and so they're celebrating both their sixth and their ninth ninth month anniversaries at the same time. Right, sort of yeah. communicating the amount of time that they were away from each other. Yeah, and since um, we didn't have any holidays in season three, right? We didn't celebrate any. No, no, they so- they actually said in uh, somebody, I think Chris Fedak said in an interview that uh, it was because they didn't know their schedule in time to write that in. Right. So there's people saying, well, if it's in real time and we ended in May and then 
at, you know, the end of May. So it's only been three months. And so they should have only been together six months. I think they've got a little leeway to play with it there. So it's just one of those little things that caught a lot of people's attention mm-hmm. and wasn't explained enough. And so there's been a lot of talk about it, but I don't think it's really super important. Yeah. They're just trying to work out what it means. Yeah, and I and I do I do believe what you said about the cutting room floor. Um, they had to pack so much into this episode, uh, and I'm I'm amazed by what they accomplished. I mean, mm-hmm. the international locations and and bringing those stories together with Chuck and Morgan's mission and and Casey and Sarah's mission and and I mean they got a lot accomplished, and I'm I'm sure there was a fair amount that was cut in this one. Yeah, there was, there was. Uh, quite a lot of emotional play. Mm-hmm. As well, you went from laughing hysterically to the sexting, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I'm sorry, I'm sitting here thinking about it while you guys are talking about something else, and my brain goes to Morgan sexting oh. with with, um, with, with the, Sarah with and Sarah. She's in trouble. Oh. Yeah, SOS. Uh. Oh, skin on skin. <laughs> no, Morgan. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> It cracked me up. So we go from that to, to, you know, Casey and Sarah thinking that they just listened to, you know, Chuck and Morgan get shot down. Uh huh. She, of course, you know, Yvonne with the facial Mm -hmm. acting again and, um, the tears and everything was quite emotional. So I don't know. I like the roller coaster rides like that. Mm -hmm. I really like that Casey had a discernible reaction as well. Yeah. You could see it on his face and then he tells, Limb Marco, from I'm limb. You, yeah, from limb, limb from limb from limb. <laughs> Marco's like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, that was a good Casey. You don't scare me. <laughs> yeah, he cares about he cares about Chuck. Yeah. And then later on, when they escape, they get out of the Volkov Industries and or the, that building, and he's, is everybody okay? And Marco's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, you know, anybody that matters, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> so, there's still some some ground to cover between him and, and Morgan, but yeah, he's uh quite obviously caring about both Sarah and Chuck at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and just all around, all around, great episode. You know, I liked that um, it seemed like a day at the office for for Chuck and Sarah. Didn't mm-hmm. it seem like that to you guys? They start out, you know, they're going <laughs> off to work. And... Was this a gun you were looking for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, they, they each go through their separate days, and at the end of the day, I don't know, I just kind of thought it was kind of a cool way to they're they're not your usual couple mm-hmm. they're not your ordinary couple that has nine to five job to go to and yet they kind of made it feel that way in this mm-hmm. episode yeah. they're very secure and confident in their relationship mm-hmm. which i really liked having that coming back after such a rocky well especially last season but for three seasons the the will they won't they and and now they are and they're they're solid mm-hmm. yeah now, some people commented that, you know, it's kind of getting old that Sarah keeps being so concerned about Chuck getting hurt. And I don't think that that's ever going to go away. I mm-hmm. think if you really care about somebody, you're always going to be concerned about whether they're going to get hurt. You know, I mean, you're always concerned. You, you see some, you know, a family member leaving for, you know, a trip and you're like, just be safe. You have a safe trip. And. I think it's just something, I think that's all it is. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's getting old. I don't see any reason to get all, you know, you know, frazzled about it. <laughs> yeah. I would be a little more concerned if she wasn't worried mm-hmm. about him, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's her way of caring. And yeah. Well, you know, you figure she's been in the business a lot longer than Chuck. So yeah. she's seen a whole lot of things that Chuck still hasn't been exposed to yet. Well, mm-hmm. even though he has been exposed to an awful lot, um, mm-hmm. even with the flashing, you know, he sees a lot with the flashing, but it still doesn't compare to the experiences that she's gone through. So, of yeah. course, she's going to feel a little more, you know, timid about Chuck going out on a mission. It's mm-hmm. always going to be that way, I think, or not, maybe not always, but for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Casey's worried, too. I mean, it's obviously it's not the same kind of emotional connection that Chuck and Sarah have, but. Casey worries about Chuck mm-hmm. going out on these missions on his own. And, you know, he said as much. He was upset that Chuck didn't ask him and Sarah to be a part of this mission. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just because Casey wanted to run around with guns some more. Because he's concerned about Chuck. He wants to help keep Chuck safe. So Yeah. And some a few a few things. Uh, when I talked to Chris Fedak, he mentioned that the 
the lying thing was not going to be as much of an issue. I, I was very happy that at least between Chuck and Sarah that they they now are um, are not keeping secrets from each other. And and I, this is not so spo- spoilery, I guess, but in the preview of what's to come in, in the next few episodes, uh, you see that, that Chuck does. Uh, he we don't have to have this deceit with Ellie for too long. Yes. That was the only sour note for me in this episode. Mm-hmm. And and it was like an 8 out of 10 instead of, you know, an 11 out of 10 like the rest of the episode was. Was the way that they left that with her. But mm-hmm. in context, you know, it made sense. Yeah. He doesn't want to bring her down when she's just told him this incredible news that she's, ha- she's pregnant. Yeah. You know, and now he's, he, yeah, I get exactly why he didn't tell her right then. But I'm glad that they aren't going to drag it out. Mm-hmm. Then I would getting a little cranky about. yeah i was feeling the same way too in fact i you know as i'm sitting here watching it i'm going tell her chuck tell her <laughs> it, you know i was on the edge of my seat you know mm-hmm. hoping that he would and although i understand like mel said i understand you know why especially after she got finished saying what she said you know and mm-hmm. bringing out her revelation about her being pregnant and everything she's so happy um i don't know i still i still kind of thought yeah but don't keep Ellie in the dark this season, mm-hmm. please. Yeah. <laughs> no, they they won't for long. So no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and they have they have to service it when they do do it. They have to service it. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it couldn't have been a short scene for him to tell her. Like they actually have to talk about it. So I can understand. Leave that for the next episode or the one after that, and give mm-hmm. them some time to actually talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of time, boy, that episode flew. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, covered a lot of ground, and and I I love um, in the end when they they agree to be a team, they're not going to tell Beckman yet, and but they're going to work together. Yeah, I think that's going to be a neat dynamic. Yeah, I I really like that they have kind of partnered together to have this covert op. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows just how far Sarah and Casey have come in trusting Chuck, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, and I guess the only other thing to talk about is that slide. <laughs> I wondered if anybody was going to mention that. <laughs> oh, I thought uh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. It looked like fun to me. Yeah. <laughs> now, it, I'm wondering how, because Zach had some momentum when he came into the castle. Like, they they must actually have a slide set up in the, in the studio. Now, Mel, you probably saw it. Uh, we were on location. Oh, you are on location? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, like he, he flew into that room. Yeah, he did. And then Morgan gives, you know, comes sudden in. Yeah. So they must have like a, like one of those, uh, little tight slides hidden away somewhere and they <laughs> yeah. pitch him down there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They might've used a little more force on Zach. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool though. Just the, yeah. you know, the floor drops out of him. I think Beckman's going to have a lot of fun with that. And whenever mm-hmm. Jeff and Lester come back, I think they're, well now that would be a very interesting way for another person to find out about the the spy thing oh yeah have them screwing around and yeah and trigger it i'm just oh, wondering yeah. whose brilliant idea it was to have that red button that takes us to defcon one <laughs> out there in the middle of, you know and open the buy more come yeah. on that was right you really think yeah. that's a wise idea <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be lots and lots of fun opportunities in there. So it's yeah. like a fun house waiting to happen. Yeah. So uh, I think we can probably wrap up the discussion, except to say that uh, if you want more uh, discussion about the episode, you can always check out Lou Sitzma's new podcast. That's right. Yeah, really, really cool. Uh, Lou and Josie and uh, who are the other... Um, on the podcast, it's Lou, um, Happy Days, a.k.a. Jan, mm-hmm. Joe from Check This Blog, and then um, one or two other people. I think it might be the the other person, maybe you're like a rotating person mm-hmm. each week. Um, they're still kind of working out the details. Greta. <laughs> but we also have, that, and that's an audio podcast that will be going up, um, I believe, on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And then we also have every week we're going to have kind of a he said, she said review mm-hmm. so we will be doing his reviews they were so popular last season that of course we wanted to have him do that again mm-hmm. and give you guys more chance to discuss everything but we also have added josie from uh, the billy do website 
Hmm. And she's, she's giving the, the female perspective on the episode. So they're both there on the front page. Um, scroll down and you'll say reviews. He said reviews. She said, check those out and, uh, see what different perspectives there may be on an episode. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. And, uh, we alluded to it before, but, um, Mel, is there anything you can share about your exciting set visit this week? Yes, there's a lot that I can share. There's a lot that I can't share quite yet, but there's a lot that I can. I think I do need to go ahead and preface this with, with a spoiler warning. Um, I'm not going to give away too much right now because NBC wants us to hold it until closer to when this episode airs. But if you're trying to stay completely spoiler free, then you probably don't want to listen to this little part. Just because it deals with an episode that is happening. Um, it'll be the first week of November is when this episode airs. So last week, I I got an email saying, hey, we're going to have a press day on the check set next on Tuesday. And I just wanted to give you the heads up because, you know, this person knew that I don't actually live in L.A. And so she wanted to give me us plenty of time to organize whenever we needed to organize. And, um, yeah, I quickly moved things around and booked a flight and headed out there on Monday afternoon. Um, and then got to spend all day Tuesday on the set of Chuck. They were on location at this gorgeous building in downtown LA filming a scene with, um, it had Zachary Levi, Ivan Strahovski, Linda Hamilton, Timothy Dalton, and we didn't realize it for quite a while. Anna Gasteyer were all there. Wow. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of extras. And so when I first go in, I'm trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go there's just all these people or they haven't really started yet so there's all these people kind of standing around so i asked you know do you know where the press is supposed to go where the bloggers supposed to go and they're like oh go talk to this guy so i went and he was talking to some other people so i waited and he's like yeah i'm not ready for you yet go over here i'm thinking okay you know maybe they're doing press in like groups or something so then he comes over to where i'm standing with these a couple of older gentlemen who i'm thinking uh i don't think these are bloggers <laughs> but <laughs> Not really sure. This is my first time on a working set. So, I, I mean, I've been to several sets and I've been to the check set several times, but never when they were actually in production. They were either on hiatus or they were off on location. So I've never been there when everybody's there working. So I didn't really know quite what to expect in that regard. And um, so I'm just kind of, you know, hanging over here where he said. So then this guy comes over and he's, you know, gets our names and he starts writing them on this slip of paper. And then he says, okay, so here's what I'm going to want you guys to do. And then I want you to get these forms and I'm going to have you be filling them out in the background. I was like, whoa, no, no, no. I'm not an extra. (laughs) (laughs) I said, no, I'm press. I'm press. I shouldn't be on camera. No, you had your chance. I know. Oh, you should have done it. Well, for a split second, I thought about it. Uh But I didn't know what the legalities of it would be because mm-hmm. background actors get paid. Oh, right. And there's union stuff and there's, you know, guilds and all this stuff. And I was just like, I, you know, I don't want to screw anything up. Plus, I thought, you know, if I'm supposed to be down here in a scene and they're up there interviewing people in the press area in mm, eh, right. interviews. So I was this close, this close to being an extra on Chuck. <laughs> um but I did end up where I was supposed to be after kind of getting told, oh, go over here and wait. Oh, go over there and wait. So I ended up seeing the entire set before I actually got to where I was supposed to be. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Um, so, okay, what can I tell you about this? It's episode seven. It's episode 407, Chuck versus the First Sight. And it had, as I mentioned, and it was Zach, Yvonne, Linda, Timothy, and Anna. Anna. Anna Gaspar, I think is how you pronounce it. And they were filming um, what starts out as a dra- drama scene, I guess, and turns into action. And the first fight does refer to Chuck and Sarah's first fight as a couple, which is taking place during a gunfight with Russian bad guys. Mm. I don't think that's too much of a spoiler at this point. <laughs> the <laughs> Russian bad guys. Yeah. Especially if you know who Anna Gaster is playing. And, um, yeah, so we got to see them, um, rehearsing and blocking and it, I was there for, from like 10 a.m. to about 6 p.m. 
Wow. And they managed to film two scenes and they were just getting ready to do the big fight scene. I got to see Merritt Yanka and the stunt doubles. I saw Neato. him choreographing and then them rehearsing a couple of times. And that was a little surreal when the actors went out there and were with their stunt doubles. Uh-huh. And, and of course, they're dressed exactly the same. The hair is exactly the same. And then, you know, the same makeup and everything. And I'm, you know, it's just one of those, whoa, <laughs> double vision. <laughs> um, but that was, it was really fun to see Merritt Yanka in action. Mm-hmm. And he was showing, you know, the different ways that he wanted a kick done or here's how I want you to react to a punch. And, um, that was, it was impressive to watch that. And that was, that was just a really cool moment. I got to see a lot of Linda Hamilton and this woman is so nice. Mm-hmm. She is and she's just amazing. She, we were watching from above this, the building has, um, there's kind of an open area. And then we were on the second level on the balconies, which was great because we got, had a really good vantage point. And we were out of the way. So we could kind of roam around and look at it from all these different angles. And so we're, I was with um, Rick from Zap to it. And we were looking down there in between takes and, and Linda, she like knows the crew's names already. And she's, you know, going around and talking and saying, Hey to everybody and giving hugs. And, and, um, and I had just turned to Rick and I said, you yeah, know, it looks like she's having so much fun on this set. And he's like, yeah, she really does. I mean, so I guess we were kind of grinning and she looked up and saw us grinning at her. And so she smiles back. And so I was like, Hey, what the heck? So I wave at her and then she waves back. And so I give her thumbs up and she gives me thumbs up. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, I can just go home now. That's, uh-huh. that's fine. <laughs> I can leave it at that. Um, and then later on, and, and here's going to be a little bit of the spoiler part. Um, but I can't really tell the story if I don't tell you this. Mm-hmm. So there are bracelets involved in the scene. Sarah's not wearing the bracelet that a lot of you guys talk about. Mm-hmm. That's not involved. But um, Mama Bartowski is in handcuffs in this scene. Hmm. Yeah. So she, um, they were between takes again, and I was just kind of edging out, looking her direction. Anyway, I noticed this flurry of activity and like down, and she's got both her hands up and she's waving at me, and she's got the bracelets on, the the handcuffs on. And so I wave back, and she and she goes, "Send help!" <laughs> 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 you should have whipped out your your cell phone. <laughs> I, you know, we weren't allowed. We were not allowed to take photos, and we couldn't take video. Yeah. So. No, uh, but I mean, you know, as kind of, oh, a, you know, kind of dialing nine one one. Yeah, that would have been funny. Liz, why weren't you there to help me? <laughs> why wasn't I there? <laughs> oh. Um, but she did come up and talk to us. We did get to interview her at one point, and she's. Again, just so nice and so sweet and so excited to be there. She is a total fangirl for Chuck now. Oh, yeah? Yes. She loves being on that set. Wow. Um, they asked, we, we asked her, you know, how many episodes is she going to be doing? And she said, you know, she, she doesn't know for sure, but it's four to seven. Mm-hmm. But she said when they, you know, when she took the job, they said, now, just so you know, we do kill off our characters. So she said every time she gets a script, she's like, not this one, not this episode, not this episode. <laughs> So she was playing it a little coy because I did find out some things later that, you know, she wasn't allowed to tell us. And I can't tell you quite yet, but mm-hmm. she's uh, she's pretty good at, at not answering questions mm-hmm. and making you think that she did. Wow. Neato. <laughs> yeah. So she's just a joy and she's we'll see her again in episode six. We're not going to see her for a few more episodes, mm-hmm. but she'll be back in full force in episode six and seven and we're not quite sure how many episodes after that. So we'll see a lot of her. I think episode seven is Timothy Dalton's first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk to him because I think it was his first day on set, actually. And so they needed him there a lot. They needed him on set a lot. and He just didn't really have time mm-hmm. to come talk with us. So we didn't get to chat with him, but we did see him working. And he was seemed to be having a good time and um, you know, joking around with Yvonne a lot and Linda and Yvonne were joking around a lot and Zach was teasing Linda a lot. And, you know, and then you see Zach and Timothy over there, they're huddled together talking about stuff. So it seemed like everybody's getting along really well. Mm-hmm. Fun. Um, and Zach at one point there was, there's this, this railing, this wide marble railing that he would, they were between takes and he would like from a dead standstill, 
he would jump up onto it and then push himself back down and land on his feet. And he did that like 10 times in a row. Wow. And we're standing there going, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't know if this is, you know, some sort of uh, competition between the two of them or what. Uh, a few minutes later, Yvonne goes over and she's sitting down on the railing next to him. And then she decides to do the splits on the railing. No. Yes. <sighs> yeah. I asked her about it later. I congratulated her on it later. I was like, hey, you know, that's really good form there. The splits. She's like, yeah, then I got stuck. <laughs> I, <couldn't get> <laughs> I was afraid it was going to fall flat on my face. Wow. But she did. She did the splits right there on the railing. So they, you know, they try to keep their energy up in between and take some. Um, there wasn't any singing going on and there weren't any burping contests like we saw in the bloopers. Uh -huh. <laughs> but there was a lot of just kind of, you know, messing around and keeping things fun and loose. And so that was that was kind of fun to watch them working and also getting ready to work. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if, what if that was your experience when you were on set, Greg, last um, fall you yeah i mean for first things i can totally relate that I'm, next time i go i have to have an assistant of some kind mm -hmm. because it, there's just so much happening that yeah. if you don't have somebody helping you out you just miss it like a, there are so many times i could have taken a picture and didn't because i just had to be in where things were happening mm -hmm. um but for for my set visit i was doing a lot of interviews and so we ended up getting set up in a different part from where they were shooting and mm -hmm. people would come to us rather than us going to where the shooting was. So I didn't, right. I didn't actually get to see a lot of the, the actual shooting going on. I see. Well, they were coming up to us except for Yvonne. We went down to her because uh, it just worked out that way. Mm -hmm. And, but everybody else did, you know, came up to us cause there were um, like extra was there. And I think TV guide was there and they had their video crews. And NBC was there shooting some extra footage too. So you'll see that closer to when the episode is airing. But they uh, were off to one side and then they had us print folk to the, uh, to the other side, which is where we could actually see the production. Mm -hmm. So we got to kind of hang out there and, and all five of them, including Anna Gasteyer, were in pretty much every scene. So there was, you know, we were there for, about eight hours and got, you know, like five, 10 minutes with each of those people Wow! because they were needed on set pretty much constantly. Hmm. So it was totally worth it though. Just not just to talk to them, but to actually watch them work. And I'm enough of a, a geek about TV and stuff that watching how a scene is made was oh, just yeah. fascinating to me. That was, I mean, that would have been enough right there, hmm. but to actually get to talk to them and interact was icing on the cake. Um, and I have to tell you, Anna Gasteyer, she's um, she's going to be a lot of fun in this role. Mm -hmm. She's 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 playing a bad guy. I think that's already out there. So we got to talk to her, and I actually had gotten stuck on the other side of the room um, with the, the all the video crews in between mm -hmm. when Prince started talking with her. So I had to wait until I could get through <laughs> and not be in anybody's shot. So they were already partway through with the interview with her. So I didn't really know what had been asked. So I was, you know, just kind of listening and trying to, I did get a couple of questions in there that um, I can't reveal quite yet, but then it was time to, um, to rehearse another scene that she wasn't in, but she wanted to watch it. And so I ended up standing next to her watching the scene mm -hmm. and getting to just talk to her one-on-one. -on -one. And at one point we were improving dialogue for the scene because we couldn't hear the, anything that was going on down there. Oh, really? Oh, so, yeah. So I'm standing next to Anna Gasteyer from Saturday Night Live improving dialogue. For wow. Mm -hmm. I can't remember a thing we said. <laughs> I was trying to pinch myself very subtly. Wow. But, yeah. Mel, Mel does that, improv. <laughs> that was a moment. I tell you what. So, oh. yeah, another just really fun person. I, I cannot wait to see her character because it's, I don't think it's what people are expecting. Hmm. You know, she's she's perfectly cast, but I think it's going to be kind of a new side of her that people were not expecting. So, uh -huh. neat. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think what else I can can talk about. Um, While you're thinking, I should mention. Um, it reminds me that last year it was almost. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was one year ago. Right now, that that I was in L.A. Um, and I was there f on set 
for Zachary Levi's birthday. Mm-hmm. And so that reminds me that before our next podcast comes out, uh, the, the 29th of September is Zachary Levi's 30th birthday. So if you want to tweet him a birthday message, I'm sure he would love that. Um, yeah. at, at Zachary Levi. Um, I'm sure if you're on Twitter, you probably are following him already. But uh, wow, all this before he's 30. <laughs> I know. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So he needs yeah. 30,000 tweets for his birthday. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Yeah. 30,000. 30, 30, yeah. For Zach, can can it be done? I think it can. Yeah. So we did actually get a chance to talk with Zach. By the time he was available for us, that was just myself and uh, the reporter that was there for Buddy TV. We were the only ones that were left. So we got him onto ourselves. And he was, it was getting close to the end of the day, and they were actually getting ready to film a big action sequence. Mm-hmm. And he was still like bouncing around. You know, he came over to us, gave me a big high five, and. Uh, you know, said so thanks so much and wants the fans to know that he really appreciates all of our support. And, but, you know, we were like, dude, what have you been drinking? Ah, just had some coffee. Woo. <laughs> but <laughs> he's, the guy's got energy. Um, and he's really enjoying the, the way the season is going. He's totally psyched to be working with Timothy Dalton, of course, James Bond. And, uh, Linda Hamilton, he's really loving having her around. He really, really likes the relationship between Chuck and Sarah this season, between Chuck and Morgan. Um, you know, he's just, he's really happy with the season and how it's shaping up. And he was talking a little bit about the, how Chuck has progressed and, and where Chuck might be going. So we've got a little sound bite for that that we'll go ahead and play for you that actually turned out well. So go ahead and listen to that. down there working on the scene yeah cool it's a fun fight uh anytime you get to have like you know chuck and sarah both kind of simultaneously kicking butt that's fun that's fun we like that thanks well the couple that can fight together while fighting together i think uh well yeah yeah what are they fighting about well i mean at the end of the day it's just like trust issues it's you know i need her to believe me trust me about my feelings about my mom and but she's a very good spy. She has many reasons to have doubts and trust issues about all that stuff. And so it's, but really it boils down to, do you, I'm your boyfriend and you're supposed to love me and you're supposed to trust me. And do you? And she doesn't always. And, you know, from a, as Zach looking at Chuck, I can't say that I blame her. I mean, Chuck gets himself into some situations sometimes. Sometimes. Okay, all the time. Well, not all the time, but a lot of the time. Yeah. Seems like every 42 minutes, right. like once a week, 42 minutes. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how is Sarah handling this new mission? How has she handled having to be, have a covert op in addition to being a CIA agent? Like having this kind of person. Oh, she, I think that she's okay with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, what's interesting is that the Sarah Walker. I mean, pilot episode Sarah Walker, even, you know, season one Sarah Walker was very much more by the book. Um, Season one John Casey even more so. And while John still retains a little bit more of that by the book, even he uh, has started to venture out of the lines a little bit. And Sarah even more than that. But all due to... Chuck's effect on them. And not not that he makes them sloppy, but he, he makes them kind of look past the book to the human level a little bit more. And especially when there's, you know, love ties between us. And so if Sarah knows that something's important to me and knows that I'm not just being stupid about it, like this is my mom and she walked out and there's something very much deeper than that, then yeah, she, I think she's down to help me out. And, um, and as we witnessed in, in last night's episode, both of them were like, look, you know, in case he said it, it's like, you didn't ask us to help, you know? Uh, yeah, it's great, isn't it? And so I think that's kind of where we're at with it. And is, is Sarah just always wants, like, full transparency from Chuck. and and But Chuck knows 
that he has a hard time being completely transparent because it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. Uh, and that's kind of where they find themselves and where the tensions will sometimes come to a head. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Yeah. Not actually answering. I like that. Yeah. Your mom was like, I don't know what I can say. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll work it out. Yeah. So how does how does uh, Chuck react to Mama Bartowski being back in the picture after losing his father? Now he's got his mother back. Well, it's. I mean, it's conflicting for sure. Um, and you know, and it's and there's more than meets the eye. Uh, and. Not in a Transformers way, because she doesn't go from a car to a robot and back again, but unfortunately, right? How awesome would that be? What if all of a sudden we like ripped her skin off and knew she was a T2 or a you know, T1000 under there? That would be insane. Um, I know, right? Yeah. Red eye. Oh, gosh! Run! Um, but uh, no, I mean, there's. As with anything in the spy world, it, what you see at first glance, what you hear at first. Here, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even. Yeah, I, at first eavesdrop um, aren't always necessarily what the reality is, and sometimes there's like, you know, a double back, and sometimes there's a double back and then a double back. You know, I mean, uh, twists and turns are plenty. Um, so that kind of keeps Chuck on his toes, and very, and and because it's very, uh, you know, this deep emotionally rooted thing for him. That kind of jacks with all that stuff a good bit. Um, he just wants to know the truth. He, more than that, he wants to have a relationship with his mom, especially since his dad's no longer with us, mm-hmm. which is such a bummer. It is a bummer. God, I love Scott Bakula. He's so good. Bailey wanted me to ask you uh, where you see your character going this season, because every season you kind of progress a little bit more. Are we talking about Little Chuck fan, Bailey? Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Hi, Bailey. Um, where do I see my character going? Um, well, I, I, I see him going with shorter hair. That's one thing. <laughs> um, no, you know what? Yeah. I, every year, we, you know, the blessing and the curse of how our show has progressed. And, and if we had come out of the gates and were this huge hero season one hits, um, Lost seasons one through three, whatever. I mean, who am I kidding? You ever came to the end? Kind of, yeah. Um, we had Dancing with the Stars numbers, let's say that. Then I think uh, there's no way we'd be where we are right now. I don't think so. I think that we would honestly s- still be kind of dragging out concepts and characters and relationships that were very season one still because. Nobody wants to touch that. Nobody was, oh, God, it's 20 million people are watching this. Let's just keep it exactly what it is. But because every year it's like, well, it could be our last, then we pull out all the stops and we progress characters and we progress relationships and and subsequently blow up buy mores and then rebuild <laughs> them or whatever. Um, so I've kind of been like, okay, well, then, yeah, then let's every year we'll make a, we'll make a, a change. We'll, we'll say... I was this guy, and, and I'm still definitely partly that guy, but I'm also now a better this guy, and I think it mirrors real life better. You know, a year of life, especially in your 20s, I mean, it's like night and day. And um, so I think, you know, I always just try to imagine what, what would it be like? Because I've always identified myself with Chuck in a lot of ways, and it's like being thrown into a world like this, like that, that would be incredibly life-altering. and. Mm-hmm. And the maturation process is, you know, lightning quick. You can't just keep being the whatever dude. Not that he was ever really this guy, because he was always kind of bright, I think. But just, you know, kind of got screwed over in college. Yeah, apathetic. Or did he? Nice guy. Um, yeah, exactly, you know. But, so, and, and then I've also tried to reflect that, like, because a lot of people ask me, what's with the short hair? I mean, aside from the fact that I just, it's easier Looks to good. maintain. Oh, cheers. Thanks, guys. But I, but I, do, somebody actually on Twitter had said, well, or or somewhere they were like, well, you know, he's a, a working professional now. He's doing his, you know, you, you can't keep being. And I and I remember even for a season when I was going on some spy missions and I was trying and I was asked, you know, and I had to be Charles Carmichael and I was like, who? I would not have. No, I. Somebody would look at me and go, who is the schmuck with the with Animal the you know, grommet hair? Like nobody has that. Not in the spy world anyway. No spy we ever ran into ever had that hair. Um, so it makes only you know it makes sense that now you know Chuck even Sans Intersect even when he's not uh, you know employing the Intersect is still reasonably decent at, at being a spy now, yeah. and that should be reflected I think in physical ways and um, 
so yeah, so it's all that. Yeah. It's all that. Yeah. Well, before they drag you away, talk to us about having Timothy Dalton on the on the show. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It really is. Um, I mean, I I, I always uh, I I hate being like. Um, like every time we have a new like cool person, I'm being like, oh, he's the best we've had, you know. Um, but he's in the running. He's in the running. Aside from being, uh, you know, just incredibly impressed by him <laughs> as an actor. I mean, go on IMDb and look at the guy's not just the credits. Look at the bio. Look at like, you know, he studied at RADA and then and then literally quit RADA before he graduated and then later was quoted as saying it took me a year to like get all of that oppressive teaching off of me from the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts I'm like who says that who does that and he's one of the nicest guys in the world he really is he's super nice um, it almost makes me feel uncomfortable like we, we just did a scene down here where we were you know, running from the kiosk to kiosk and we got done with it and, and Timothy's giant smile like wow you guys were really excellent that was very very good to me and Yvonne and I'm like <laughs> I don't I don't even know what to, you know, like, you don't know what to say to that. Yeah. Um, and he's so good, and he's so committed, and he's like, sacrifices his body, and he throws it on the ground. Like, he's 66 years old. He doesn't, A, he doesn't look 66. He doesn't act 66. Uh, he was a freaking Bond, you know. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's really amazing. It's amazing to get to work with people like Timothy Dalton, and Linda Hamilton, and Scott Bakula, and Chevy Chase, and John Larroquette, and, you know, and all these people. Come and on, I gotta go. Come a long way right. from a yeah. small town adventure. Amen. So, yeah, I think that kind of wraps up what I can tell you right now. Um, I'll have more that I can share closer to when the episode airs. Of course, we want to honor NBC's request not to reveal too much too soon, but it's going to be a really cool episode and a lot of interesting things happening, uh, a lot to do with the mythology, you know, the Mama Bartowski storyline. And, uh, of course, we'll find out exactly what Timothy Dalton is up to on the set. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stay tuned. That episode again is Check versus the First Fight, and it will air the first Monday in November, just in time for sweeps. Very, very cool. Awesome. And uh, and thanks, Mel, for for going. I know it involves taking time off work and paying for tickets and renting a car and a whole bunch of expenses. So uh, totally very, worth. It. Yeah, very happy you could do that. You know, I gotta tell you guys also, I went after the set, my friend came and picked me up and we decided to go to dinner at one of her favorite restaurants. And she tells me as we're getting ready to go in, she's like, yeah, I've never been here and not seen someone famous. And uh -huh. I'm like, whatever. You know, I hear that pretty much everywhere I go in LA. I've never been here and not seen someone famous. And I never see anybody famous. Uh -huh. But I didn't want to, you know, you know, uh, reduce her hopes or anything. <laughs> Just, you know, because <laughs> she's with me, she's not going to see anybody. So we're sitting there waiting for our order to come, and she's like, holy crap, what? She says, don't look behind you. So, of course, I look behind me. Uh, Justin Hartley from Smallville. Yeah, I know. You tweeted right about that. Me. Yeah, sitting right behind me with his wife. Wow. And they must have been out to celebrate that she had just been, she just landed a guest spot, and it had just been announced. Wow. She's, she's going to guest star on Smallville. So they were there with, um, look like some friends and their little girl, and... So then, you know, we're eating and stuff, and then we hear this this uh, little little boy start kind of getting cranky and wailing a little bit. And um, y'all know I have a lot of nieces and nephews. Um, number 11's due any day now. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, I turn to look and see, you know, oh, this, you know, little guy. I wonder what's going on. Holy crap! It's Gavin Rosdale, Gwen Stefani, <laughs> <laughs> right behind us with their kids. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, that's uh that was fun and, and a lot of people were wondering where we were uh -huh. and we were at Hugo's. It's mm -hmm. an organic restaurant there that serves vegan. My friends are vegan and so she had a lot of really great options there and it's pretty tasty food. Cool. So next time you're in LA, you might try out Hugo's and see if you get lucky. Neato, neato. And incidentally, uh, I don't know if you watch Smallville, but they say they're pulling out all the stops on this season ten. Like the news keeps breaking all the time about new stuff. That mm -hmm. they're doing in season ten, like Terry Hatcher. <laughs> How yeah. freaking cool is that? Oh my goodness! <laughs> that was that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, but this is a Chuck podcast. That's true. That's true, and it's sponsored by some great sponsors. It is, and I bet they like Smallville too. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we would like to thank our sponsors, ielabs.com, the makers of award-winning ActionBlue ABCHD conversion software to author full HD videos on regular DVD discs. It even works with HD clips from the newest iPhone 4. And you can get your free trial at ielabs.com. We also want to thank moviemorons.com for sponsoring us. It's a podcast about film. You ought to check them out if you're looking for something good to watch as we roll into Oscar bait season. They'll give you the scoop on what's worth your time. Moviemorons.com and SyrianJunkies.de. Hello, this is Christina Caramel from Serien Junkies TV. Are you addicted to TV shows? Be our guests and learn the latest news and reflections on what's going on in the world of TV series. Well, our show is in German, but maybe you want to drop in anyway? Then visit www.serienjunkies.de and watch out for our video podcast. See you. And we're back. And so we want to thank you for listening. We're going to move into our spoilers soon. But first, I uh, do want to tell you about a couple of last things. One of them is um, really, really neat on my TV Writer podcast. I don't know if you watch shows like uh, Conan O'Brien and Jon Stewart, uh, if you ever watched uh, Dennis Miller Live. But one of the writers from all of those shows, Rob Kuttner, is uh, my guest next week. So uh, tvwriterpodcast.com. Uh, should come out on Monday, and you can check that out. Also, another interview with Jen Grisanti uh, from uh, the NBC on the Verge program for new writers. So if you're a budding writer, you want to check that podcast out. Remember, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mail at chuckpodcast.com. Be sure to join us on chucktv.net on Monday, September 27th at 8, 7 central for a live chat. During the new episode of Chuck, we have a ton of fun in there. So come on and join us. And we thank you so much for your questions. I do want to mention we didn't have time for listener emails this week, but we will have time for your emails in coming podcasts. So do do get those in. But right now you can pull out your headphones or press stop on your iPod if you don't want to hear spoilers. If you do, let's roll right in. See you next time. Bye. Bye. And we're back. Mel, what have you got for us? Well, Matt Midovich from FanCast has a little bone to throw us this week. A lot of people have been wanting to know more about Casey's relationship with his daughter and how that's going to play out this season. So he answers one of those questions this week. He, um, it comes from Bones Jonesing on Twitter, and he asks Matt on Chuck, will Casey be interacting with his daughter? And Matt says, oh, yes. We'll be exploring that relationship and what it means to be a super spy with a daughter who's dating guys and having typical daughter issues, says series co-creator Chris Fedex. Fun to watch Adam Baldwin, who's such a fantastic comedic actor, deal with those situations. Oh my gosh, cannot wait. Mm -hmm. Cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> those are going to be some awesome moments. Yeah. Well, this next one comes from Yvonne Strahovski herself, who tweeted the following late last week. She says, having a standoff gun in each other's face type thing with Linda Hamilton right now. She was filming episode 406, Chuck versus the Isle of Terror, which means we'll see this, we'll see it this season on October 25th. So, hmm, gun in hand. Now, wasn't that in the preview? It is in that long preview that they yeah. showed after the premiere. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I think it's neat that the next time we see her, it's it's face to face. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. Well, the uh, the next is a synopsis from Chuck versus the Cubic Z. We talked about in, this, uh, in our spoilers a long time ago, but it's finally coming. Chuck and Sarah's past comes to hunt them. Not haunt them, but hunt them when a prison transfer delivers old foes to the Bymore. Nicole Ritchie, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Stacey Keebler guest star. Chuck, Zachary Levi, and Sarah, of course, Ivan Stahovsky, have a romantic mission that's canceled with the arrival of Hugo Panzer guest star Steve Austin and Heather Chandler guest star Nicole Ritchie. But Chuck grows more interested when the manipulative Heather claims to know a secret about his mom. Meanwhile, as Morgan prepares to buy more for a huge video game release, he gets a surprise from Big Mike. And, of course, that's played for, by our beloved Mark Christopher Lawrence. Uh, Adam Baldwin, Vic Sahai, Scott Krinsky, and Benita Friederici also star. So I'm glad to see that those buy more uh, folks will be back. And uh, 
Uh, and you know, if this brings up an interesting point with with the Bymore being a CIA base now, that means that the bad guys like this could be coming in more. So that that's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of speculation on why in the world Hugo Panzer and Heather Chandler were being delivered to the Bymore. Mm-hmm. And now we know why. Yep. Very, very cool. All I know is I can't wait for Monday nights now. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. This season is going to be amazing. Amazeballs. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So that's that's all we got. And there will definitely be more. And, of course, Mel knows a lot more. And we'll have some of that over the next few weeks, as she's allowed to tell us. That's right. Don't try kidnapping her and holding her brain for <laughs> ransom. Yeah. <laughs> You might get more than you wanted. Uh-huh. <laughs> and half of mine. Yeah. Right. Cool. So uh, until next time, have a great Chuck week, which is even greater now that Chuck's here. Have a great time Monday night watching with all your friends. And uh, hey, tweet about it. Let's uh, let's see you on Twitter, at uh, Gray Jones and at ChuckTV.net. See you next time, Chucksters. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>